0: In episode 58 of Wine and Cheese, the podcast about whiny records and cheesy movies, I'm Joey. And I'm Mike. And this week we're covering 18 Visions Vanity off of Trustkill Records in
1: August 13, 2002, and Paramount Pictures September 28, 2001 release, an American comedy film directed by and starring Ben Stiller Zoolander. Theme being
0: people that are vain. <laughs> vain and fashion, also. And fashion. Um, maybe our like, in terms of like when they were released, one of our closer yeah. pairs, Al- two thousand one and two thousand two, August two thousand one and September or sorry September two thousand one and August two thousand two. So yeah, eleven months, eleven months. Wow. Um, but before we continue, we would like to thank Lehigh Valley Apparel Creations XLVACX.com, dot com for anything and everything you could ever possibly want screen printed. Um, they do have another wrestling show announced. Okay. I did not know about this. I knew about this, but I did not write it down. So let me get that info for you, real quick. In the meantime, you can head over to their website, xlvazx.com, uh, for more information about getting some shirts printed. It is at the Steel Stacks. Oh, that's in cool. Bethlehem. Uh, that is in Bethlehem, right? It is? Yeah. And Bethlehem, uh, Saturday, August 27th. That's A date? That will live in infamy. <laughs> that will live in infamy. <laughs> <laughs> that's the next uh, AEW wrestling out?
1: show. Do they call them Let's Hang Out anymore? Or are they just they're done with that they branding? Kind of,
0: they do and they don't. I don't know. It's the next, the next Let's Hang Out. That's hard to say. Maybe that's why they next Let's Let's the next Left Hang Out. <laughs> um, if you are rolling deep to the next Let's Hang Out, why don't you get you and your buddies a bunch of shirts printed with your your squad name on there? or something yeah. like your team. You your know? team, your
1: team that's like maybe you're like <clears throat> the orphans from the warriors and you wear like olive green t-shirts. Yeah. You're like would be cool if we wrote the orphans on it, but we can't like you know, we can't just do every shirt by ourselves. I wish there was a process by which we could like mass-produce mm. T-shirts. Maybe LVAC could do some screen printing for you.
0: Yeah, maybe if you uh, pay them enough, they'll let you bootleg some Dan Champion merch, and then you can sell your own Dan Champion merch while Dan Champion is trying to sell his own, and you can undercut his prices.
1: Yeah, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I don't see it being popular, but i He like, would I'm not hate saying, that.
0: I'm not saying it's a no. I'm not saying it's a no. Um, and then... Thanks to Cinnapunks. Yes. Cinnapunks.com. Check out all the other podcasts on there. You got horror business. You got Cinnapunks. You got Twitch of the Death Nerve. You got Cinnapunks. Keep going. Cinnapunks always makes me think of Cinnamon.
1: <laughs> makes, okay. me, makes me let my my tongue go my on. water. No, that's it, just the cinna. <laughs>
0: you ever been to Cinnaminson, New Jersey? I've driven through it. I don't know that I've ever spent much time. Great in name. It. Great name. <laughs> so go to Cinnaminson.com. To check all of out podcasts. all the Cinepunks <laughs> <podcasts. laughs> yes. uh, uh Yeah. What have you been listening to lately, Mike? What have I been listening to? Um, oh. Uh, oh, hold on. Sorry. Not to cut you off. Look us up on the internet, Wine Cheese Pod, um, and rate us on Spotify and wherever else and you listen to podcasts. Apple. Apple. Um,
1: I think I texted you about this, but Cash Em In by that band Boss. You did. Yeah. It was pretty good. It's cool. It's like British kind of like boots Kind of a little like oil inspired mm-hmm. rock, but it's like a, it's also kind of glammy. And so it's also like, kind of glammy. Yeah, yeah. it's members of Rick say Rick reeks? reeks Uh chubby in the gang and no warning. So it's got like a pretty eclectic like good background. Cool. But um,
0: yeah, that shit rocks and no warning. I think so weird. Yeah, they're from
1: Canada. They're from Canada. <laughs> reeks is from uh, France. France and chubby in the gang is from the UK. Oh, yeah, you're right. It is all over so the place. I don't really know what's going on there. Um. I've been listening to third eye blind. Like I know that's like an LOL, but like, yeah, I finally <laughs> understand why that band is so popular. I There's mean like
0: the, the red cover record, is it the self titled? I don't know. Pretty top to bottom. Good.
1: The blue records really good too. The second one.
0: Oh, is that have like, I'll never let you go. Probably. Does that have that?
1: <laughs> I remember the mood rings, the mood rings. I don't know that one <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> at he, all. He, he like raps at the end of that song. It's mm. like, I remember the mood rings, the bracelets and the beads. That's <laughs> yeah, pretty cool. Um, I scrolled past our, our super fan Dan Ozzy on on Sirius XM.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. I, he has like a radio show on, on Sirius, I guess. He's got like multiple podcasts too, I oh, think. Oh, cool. Or at least one like consistent one and then another one he's on sometimes maybe.
1: But I was going to ask, have you made any progress on sellout? Because I'm a bad friend to Dan. You're my friend, but uh, <laughs> I haven't read a single page. Oh, no bad that. supporter. Yeah.
0: Um, I'm a couple chapters in, but I've. I definitely couldn't have finished it a few times by now if I yeah, didn't sure. have ADHD or something. <laughs> so <laughs> uh two more
1: things. Uh that band Twin from uh Nashville has a new single called uh Feeling in Love from the Waist Down and it's like kind of funky and poppy and it's really good. It's really good. I don't know them. But um, the
0: song title's pretty sleazy. It's pretty sleazy. It's
1: definitely a song about six. <laughs> uh how many of y'all like lack <laughs> six? They definitely they played uh they played the Batting Cages, when they were around one time, mm. and they played with, like, I think Queen Queen Jesus or something, and I just, mm. like, went on a whim, and they kind of rocked. So I would okay. check out Twin, T W E N, Twin. Their, and their new single. Cool. Uh, and last but not least, Liam Gallagher put out a new record that I didn't listen to, but it inspired me to make a Mad playlist, like all that kind of, like, 90s, like, poppy, dancey shit. So I'll share it with you. I would love to listen to we'll, that. We'll post actually. a little link. It's, it's, I tried to make sure it wasn't too long, and I wanted to make sure I didn't miss any of, like, the, you know, I, you don't want to just put like Stone Roses, Oasis, shit like that on there. So the I try to make try to get a, yeah, exactly try to make it a little more eclectic. But um, cool. But yeah, did you do like
0: deep cuts by those bands or anything?
1: Tried a little bit, but no, I, I really did. Wonderwall really, yeah. and front back, <laughs> throwing like New Order and The Smith, some underground bands. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> how about you? What have you been listening to? Um, there's a new Poison Ruin EP. Oh, cool. Speaking of Oi, or whatever <laughs> they are, kind of chain punk, kind of Oi with like metal aesthetics for some reason. Um, <laughs> they're from Philly. They're great. Uh, I don't know if the EP has a name, but it was it's listed as not today, not tomorrow because that's track one. Okay. Um, I don't know if we've podcasted since the Cave People record has come out. I'm not sure if we Like can. officially. We were like hype on the songs, yeah. but the record is awesome. I think I got an email today saying my tape is on the way, so I'm hype about that. Thank you, Disposable um, America. I've been listening to it pretty much nonstop. I like it a lot. Hell yeah. Um, I checked out a podcast that we follow called Punk Lotto. Punk Lotto.
1: Oh, and my God. If this, if this ice cream truck song doesn't stop, I'm going to yeah, kill it's, is myself. Is it parked right outside the <laughs> they, door? They park on the corner right God. by my apartment. And if you can hear it in the background, I'm sorry, but – it's killing me. Right yeah, now. but
0: check out Punk Lada. They um, just, we'll pick a record and talk about it at length. Um, any any records in particular, like any episodes in particular? Well, so the one that really stuck out to me was, well, I was just like looking at stuff from, the ba- from our podcast Instagram, uh, Wine Cheese Pod, and I found these guys, and I was like, oh, this is cool. And um, I think Zia was actually on an old episode of theirs. Very cool. I don't remember what they talked about on hers, but they, usually they pick a year. And then they'll pick a like have the guests pick a record from that year or something like that. But anyway, I would just listen to one on the second album. This is satire by None More Black, and I love that band so much. Hell yeah! That um, it made me listen to like a shit ton of None More Black after I listened (laughs) to the episode. Nice. But uh, the the pod is pretty cool they just like like i said they just talk about the record at, the record at length and it's really good i'd recommend it check out punk lotto yeah um and then because of our record this week 18 visions <laughs> i was like i had i kept having difficulty like starting this record because i would like get a song or two in and i'd be like i don't want to listen to this kind of music right now so i yeah. needed sort of like a almost like an appetizer, like whatever the opposite of a palate cleanser would be, right? I needed something to kind of ease me into 18 Visions. I couldn't just go cold. I couldn't go from cave people to 18 Visions. Understandable. You had to dip a toe. I had to listen to some Poison the Well. I threw on some uh, Opposite of December to kind of get myself in the mood, right, For for 18 Visions. And it worked, but it also is so much better than 18 Visions. It's crazy. <laughs> well, but. It's funny
1: that you mentioned Poison <laughs> the Well because I'll probably bring them up because uh, yeah. the record reminded me so much of Poison the Well in, in certain yeah. points, yeah. Absolutely. And I didn't know that's what 18 Visions
0: sounded like. I, I had an idea. <laughs> I mean, we might as well just hop right into it. Yeah, I didn't mean open. to cut you No, off, mine but. was over, but cool. I was using it as a transition. Very nice. Well, and then I, I halted it by being like, hey, I didn't got anything. Else? So you hadn't heard this band before, right? right? No, I
1: had not listened to 18 Visions. In my mind, it's like, evergreen terrace 18 visions and Avenged sevenfold all kind of sound the same and yeah. that's probably not the case but and it's definitely not the case for 18 visions at least for this record because i kind of liked it in certain points yeah and then certain points i was just kind of like i don't know what they're really i don't know what they're trying for here yeah
0: um so we're talking about the 2002 trust Kill records release vanity. vanity by 18 visions it's their third or fourth record um, something like that, yeah, but
1: a bit of background they're from Orange County, <laughs> California, just to like place them in in mm. space and time a little bit. They existed from ninety five to oh seven so this is kind of like right in the middle of all of that. yeah um, they got back together in 2017 it looks like yeah, and I think they're doing an upcoming 20 year reunion tour for the
0: show They are doing a 20 year reunion tour for this record for this or yes for this Um, record. it hits Philly. End of July, I want to say. Oh, July 27th. Not to be missed. So if you like this episode, or even if you hate this episode, <laughs> yeah. and you want you want more 18 Visions, check it out.
1: Do you know if uh, Brandan Shia will be in, on this tour? <laughs> it looks like this is the last record to feature the guitarist Brandan Shia He emme- of, immediately th- left
0: to focus on Bleeding Through. Yeah, he's the singer of Bleeding Through. Okay. Uh, one of the members died. Oh, I want to say it was like the guitar, one of the guitarists or the bass player. Would it be maybe Keith oh, Barney? The, no, it was the bass player. Something with an M. Mick Morris, I think it was him. Because then there was a time where they did some shows. Uh, I guess like after he had passed and they didn't want to replace him, so they played his bass track. Oh, okay. In, like live. They would just play it over the PA or whatever. Interesting. Yeah. I saw And that then they, they would. They had a basis for songs that were written after he left or yeah. left, left the world, I guess. But
1: I saw that they toured as a four piece after, I don't know if this is after this guy died or after Brandon left, but they repl- They didn't replace him. They toured as a four piece and went on like a world tour with like him, Lost Profits and Kill Switch Engage, which is like, you want to be pretty... You want to be at your full roster for a tour like that. It's kind, yeah. of, it's kind of bold to be like, yeah, hey, we're whatever, we're a four piece. We we're know the songs will do it. Yeah. yeah. But it's I mean, it's it's bold. It's cool that they went ahead and did that. Um it
0: seemed like a lot of guys from this band play in other bands or went to form other bands. Like a a member I think has played in Throwdown. Okay. Maybe another member has played in Atreyu briefly oh. as well. But okay. also this so- record has like a lot of guest vocal features. Of vocalists of these bands, that's what I was just
1: gonna say. Is there was definitely a vocalist from like Zayo, one of the
0: dudes from uh, Atreyu, I'm pretty
1: sure, and then another band. uh, Let me see if I can find. There's the one called like, hmm,
0: I read this too, but I don't remember. Burn it it down. Oh, yeah, I don't know that 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 band,
1: but that was the only the other the other ones I recognized. I Um, had
0: heard of this band a lot. Yeah, um, kind of around the time that like typo negative. Uh blew up within like hardcore a few years ago, where everyone was all of a sudden a typo negative fan. <laughs> this band also kind of ended up in a lot of those conversations, I think, yeah, I also had like an old Trustkill kill d v d that like my friend and I went to Saints and Sinners festival in Asbury in like oh five oh six or something. Mm-hmm. And when we were leaving, they were just, like, throwing Trustkill DVDs at people. And we got Here, one. you'll have this forever. And, and it has, like, the you broke like glass music video on it. Okay. But otherwise I never listened to these guys at all.
1: Yeah. It's like a suicide girls kind of video, like two girls on a bed and then like a very dark, (laughs) contrasty video of them playing. Yeah. Yeah, They're
0: playing in like a really dark room and then, it's um, it's just like two girls with black hair wearing all white making out. Yeah. I was like, this is so fucking skeezy. Like the whole thing. It's just like totally like what these guys would be like, this is cool.
1: Yeah. Oh let's play that song I guess that's, that's the hit off the record it seems Thank god I think I think Mr. Softy has left the building <laughs> 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 That was killing me uh, You Broke Like Glass Here we go
0: I wrote that the butt rock factor is through the roof on this one They definitely
1: have like a, some butt rock influence like.
0: Dude I hate the vocals in this part so much Yeah
1: this is like, they, they keep talking about like a, a broken edge. I'm wondering if they're like talking shit on their friend that broke edge.
0: They must be because they, there's another song where they call someone a fucking junkie. <laughs> Why not, dude? I think it was one hell of a prize fighter maybe they do that.
1: <laughs> I, I put down that the uh, the butt rock track, I thought, uh, I'll just play it I guess, but that's the, the guy from Zayo, uh, who I think Zayo has had like. 50 members at this point. I think think Zayo's one of those.
0: They're like a shy halud where they've had like a million members. Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, A short walk down a long hallway featuring Corey Darst on vocals. Okay. Um, Feels like a butt rock track. It's like pretty sloppy.
0: It is. I wrote that this one gets points because it has like a Midwest emo title.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's true. (laughs) It's funny when, when the Zayo vocals come in, you really notice it.
0: Like... You do because he kind of sounds like shit, right? <laughs> like, not well, that no. these guys sound I, good. I, I fuck it. It's just I, I like distinctly that vocal style,
1: different. but I think it's like right here.
0: Oh, it's not right there. Hang on. No, that's down. There, there we it. go. So, yeah. yeah. Like, Parade of Chaos era. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> um, so, this band has been dubbed Fashion Core for a long time, mm-hmm. which. I guess like in a roundabout way it kind of morphs later on into like scene. Yeah. So in a clear, way, like right? these guys are almost responsible for like scene bands. They're not the godfathers of scene, they're like the great godfathers of yeah, the scene. Yeah, exactly. Man. Like forgotten about, but still like where kind of where a lot of the shit started because yeah. like bleeding through is also kind of in that camp too. I
1: always thought they were a little heavier for some reason. Who? Uh, bleeding through They are But like
0: They have those Kind of fans I guess I see okay Our other fashion core bands Were Atreyu And Avenged Sevenfold For sure That makes sense um, yeah.
1: There was a real era though I feel like this is also 2002 I feel like you're, It makes sense That this is pre scene pre fashion Yeah Because
0: it's like Because that popped off A few years later
1: And it was mostly like California bands Like whether they were yeah. From Ventura Like Orange County, L.A., San Francisco, it didn't really matter. They were all kind of doing the same kind of, like, look, which is interesting. Mr. Softy's back.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Which is kind of, like, leftover uh, hair metal guys, but with short hair. (laughs) Yeah. You know This time around. Or, like, shorter hair, I guess. Yeah.
1: Like, uh, the I think... Did you listen? So, did you listen all the way through the final track? There's a voicemail. I did not. They're talking about like a design. He's like, dude, I've got a way cooler design. It's the Guns N' Roses logo, but like it just says 18 Visions instead. (laughs) It's like (laughs) like so stupid. Ah. Yeah. And it's like, it's a voice. I don't know why they decided to like to keep that, but they're just like, Chase has the design, but I think this one's way better. We'll just replace the Guns N' Roses
0: logo with our text.
1: It's like, damn.
0: So, this band. Um, I'm not going to read this whole thing if you're looking at what I have pulled up right now. This is like the wiki of their legacy and influence, it says. "Oh, um, There's an article from Metal Sucks that said, without 18 Visions, there would be no keyboards in Metalcore, no screaming mixed with clean vocals, no tight pants, and no fancy hair in hardcore. There would be no Rise Records, no Attack Attack, and certainly no Avenged Sevenfold or Escape the Fate. <laughs> so um, like... If this is true, okay, then maybe go back in time and like kill this band. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> uh, uh, oh man. That's such a funny thing to say. It's like chicken or the egg kind of thing. Like, yeah. can you really say that they're the only reason these things happened? No, but they're
0: certainly, like, but they definitely like brought it to the front, I guess, in a way too. Yeah. Um,
1: apparently, uh, I just saw something motionless in white. Is that a song of 18 vision? Is it that an 18 is, vision but song? there's a so core the, band. So the band. That. Yeah. Okay, so I guess that's where the band got their
0: name. That's yeah. interesting. Um, so also before the band had started, two of the members worked at banana Republic, <laughs> allowing them to acquire luxury clothing at a discount price. Uh, Let's face
1: it. They seem like rich kids. They're living in, like, they Yossi. They 100% like.
0: do. Uh, one of them's exposure to fashion was furthered by his employment as a hairstylist, mm. and former bassist Javier Van Huss had also gone through the Hair Academy with him. This allowed, allowed the band to adopt a high-end look not present in the scene at the time.
1: Okay. Whew. Well, that is certainly something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put on They started it all Is what they, I'm trying to say they, they started it all The notes of my reflection Has a real uh, From Autumn to Ashes vibe Ooh. You know what I'm talking I about I never
0: really listened To that band a lot, at no? all No They would do these Weird little like interludes mm. And they would be, it'd be Kind like, of like Electronically or something Not really but Oh like, I see Like this
1: And it kind of goes hard I feel like someone Should sample this At Emo Night
0: <laughs> There's gonna be There's like some guy Out there That's probably Rapped over this On YouTube <laughs> For sure Yeah <laughs> But and like, then, and then would, gorgeous like, has like that, that same crunk vibe. rap style, like when the emo kids could scream over rap.
1: Yeah. So, so this sucks. also so has sucks. like a From Autumn to Ashes vibe. This
0: song sucks.
1: So the, uh, for an album that like is ninety percent like heavy breakdowny shit, they really try some things. They do like that. The, they have. I was talking. I was trying to explain this to you earlier, but the song There Is Always uh-huh. um, is literally just the theme song from the nineteen sixty two film The Manchurian Candidate. Oh, and, uh, Wikipedia mentions that. Yeah, but they don't credit the composer. They credit <laughs> themselves. They don't give him any <laughs> ASCAP publishing credit. They just like kind of funny move to say like, "Yeah, we wrote this." Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Um
0: what was I going to say? If this this is kind of like jumping ahead to my overall thought about this record and this band, but okay. like and I don't I'm not super familiar with anything of theirs before this. I did listen to a couple songs that came out on their first record, and I will say that stuff seems better because it is just the metalcore parts. The earlier stuff. Like, just the heavy parts. Like well, the,
1: this is their last, like, metalcore one. After this, they start to get... Well, a, this, apparently, this
0: is, like, when they incorporated singing in this record, too, Vanity. But before I that, but they didn't really have that, it seems. From what I read,
1: fans say, like, after this record, they're no longer a metalcore band. Right. Fans say, like, whatever they do next, I don't know what genre it is, but yeah. it's, like, no longer
0: what they would consider but the real. early stuff is like pure heavy pure screaming the whole time mm-hmm. um, if they cut out all the clean vocals if they cut out the dumb interlude songs if they cut out the acoustic song and a 13 minute final song <laughs> if they just had the heavy shit yeah I'd be kind of on board for that
1: yeah that's true actually, actually let me put on vanity maybe like,
0: I will like the first 18 visions record if I listen to the whole thing I don't really know oh, but yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's for someone else to decide that's for some yeah but like okay so this is kind of it was not at all Which what one's i expected this is the first track. Oh, this is man.
0: The
1: and this- i was like i'm into this
0: this is cool yeah i'm going to say something crazy here yeah and hardcore heads might come after me for this one but his vocals for the screamy parts especially during the fast moments there's the poison part. <laughs> yeah but yeah but the screamy fast parts sound Vocally sound a lot like Chris Callahan from Cursed and like Left For Dead and stuff, but especially like the first cursed record or first two cursed records era. And I don't know what maybe I'm crazy, but there's like a lot of similarities with their voices there. It's weird. I don't really know
1: uh, the band in question, so I can't really speak to that unfortunately. That's fine. I'm sorry.
0: I might listen to it after this and be like, wow, I couldn't have been more wrong. But <laughs> yeah. um but trust definitely Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna say Trust Kill has some highlights. Uh, we mentioned them earlier, but they've got a billion bands, including Throwdown, Bleeding Through, Walls of Jericho, Terror, Shy Halud, and a band that you and I have a direct connection with. Would you like to guess who it is?
1: On Trust Kill Records? Yeah, in
0: the, in the same kind of van. Uh,
1: is it Since by Man? <laughs> no, it's I not a good guess. Not I good because they come up a lot.
0: It's Brothers Keeper. Oh, our good yeah. friend Mike Ski. Thanks for that band. Huh. I did other uh, sang Tresco. for them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. They put out like all their LPs on Trustkill or something like that. that rules or most of them. Um, That's uh, awesome. Yeah, I just yeah, thought I think, that was a funny so, tidbit.
1: So if you're ever in Philadelphia, get tattooed by Mike Ski and I think one of his boys out in Erie from Brothers Keeper still tattoos, which is kind of oh, cool. Cool. Yeah, I don't know his name
0: unfortunately. Um, yeah, I already said the thing about the clean vocals. Oh, Vanity. Another song, the the opener, Mm -hmm. six minutes long. Yeah, I mean the records
1: the records an hour long, so it's like, (laughs) guys, there is a
0: fucking insane lyric in it. Okay, I should save it for wine or cheese, but (laughs) I'm not going to. I want I want you sexy psychotic, so I can see your lunacy.
1: (laughs) That's good. (laughs) I think that would get a woman a little a little jazzed up, a little riled up. Yeah. That's cr- that's a crazy thing to say. He's always
0: <laughs> kind of referring to a very generic she. Yeah. Also,
1: that's kind of like a scene core thing. I feel like. Yeah. Um, did you did you take notice of a lot of the samples? Like, there's a lot of movie samples in this.
0: There's there's a I read about a couple, but I didn't really pick up on them when I listened to them for some reason. There's you like a high it. fidelity one, right?
1: Well, high fidelity. One of the songs is called "Sonic was, Death Monkey," which is like song. Jack Black's
0: band. But yeah. there was
1: also. Um, there was one from uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High in The Critic, where it's like Spicoli. Uh, I don't then, know that
0: movie that well. No?
1: Mm-mm. Have you seen River, uh, River's Edge? No, With but I
0: read about that.
1: Crispin Glover. In, Keanu. You know, very distinguished voice. Yeah. Um, let me see. Do you, do you remember that band, The Bled?
0: Oh, yeah. Let me I feel see. like they would be related to this. Also, there that were- band Scarlet. Okay. Was kind of a lot like this too, in a way. Yeah,
1: there were kind of moments. This is a one hell of a prize fighter. There was a riff that I was like, "This is like an every time I die" or like
0: the Bled riff. This also has the second vocalist from Killswitch in it. Oh, Hojo Howard Jones. Yeah, Hojo.
1: <laughs> this reminds you of the Bled a little bit for some reason. Yeah,
0: I put around the four minute mark of the song. It has a butt rock
1: part. Probably this, honestly.
0: Is it? <laughs> yeah, it four minutes. Be, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> and then. Uh, I Don't Mind, I wrote, is a pretty sick, like, just heavy-ass intro. Like, a lot of this album, at this point, the first three tracks are, like, these kind of, like, riffs. Yeah. And this, this just goes dumb. It goes dumb.
0: Yeah. I hate that vocal, though.
1: The back, background shit? Like, the new metal vocal. That's, I, like, that's like a classic, like, like heavy, deep
0: guy, high-pitched yeah. p- high guy. But it yeah. has, like, the radio effect.
1: I thought uh, Sonic Death Monkey has a nice, like, Wall of Death intro.
2: Oh, yeah,
0: I could see that.
1: And then they do, like, again, they do that Poison the Well doubled, like, the vocals that are kind of out of time with each other, and it sounds mm-hmm. weird. Do you remember a band called Vox via UX from Colorado? No, I
0: don't. Yeah, they sound kind like of like, like this. They sounded kind of like this? That's pretty good, that Uh,. We mentioned earlier, but this record has two fucking instrumentals, yeah, which is very bold. Which to is too, too many, too, too many. But like, I understand one, I guess, but the record is already an hour. Yeah, you could have saved like four <laughs> minutes just from cutting those out straight up. Um, I I did a little background on like um the production. The guy
1: who recorded the record, um, his name was Greg Kohler. Okay, and he records at F1 Studios, but the the records he's done are like so. Crazy different. He did Throwdown, which is like, okay, that makes sense. But then he did Of Montreal, the Vandals, the Ataris, <laughs> Spoon, Best Coast, Gavin de Mac Miller, and the Ladybird soundtrack.
0: What the fuck? He must be just like a generic studio guy. I
1: guess, but it's so funny to do something this specific. You and then know? do Best Coast. Yeah. <laughs> like the guy that did the design and layout played in a Bane ten yard fight and reached the sky. Mm. and the photography the guy must have had like a trust kill victory roadrunner bridge nine evr like connection because he okay. did one king down battery earth crisis throw down the promise terror most precious blood snap case walls wow. of jericho. like did all of them <clears throat> all the photography for that stuff yeah so
0: um i learned this taught me something listening to this record and doing research for it taught me a little something about the website urbandictionary.com <laughs> okay um there are a lot of Definitions for fashion core on urbandictionary.com. Okay. Uh, but a lot of them kind of have this back and forth thing where, like, one definition will be like, this describes all these posers in hardcore that wear girl jeans. And then the other, the ne- very next definition will be like a response to the other one where it's like, uh, it's just like saying it in like, a positive actually. way. Actually. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, actually, it's not for uh wimps and blah, blah, blah.
1: But just like people that are insecure about their fashion core background. (laughs) Exactly.
0: So if you go on a a Urban Dictionary and you look up anything at all, at the bottom of the definition, it will say, get the mug of fashion core. But you can do it for each definition. And then it auto generates like a Zazzle style mug where the front will say the word and then the back will say whichever definition you picked. (laughs) So I have one I'm going to put on our Instagram that says. What's so hardcore about wearing girl pants? If you were truly hardcore, you'd be wearing cut-off jeans, a tank top, and sandals, dot, 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 in the winter, and you wouldn't listen to whiny-ass music. Whoa. Whoa, dude, got him. Did you order one of those for yourself? <laughs> I should. <laughs>
1: That'd be so cool. Like, uh, <laughs> oh, we girlfriend, could, Your girlfriend comes over. She's like, are you making coffee? And we, she's could, like, what
0: the fuck? we could make ourselves wine and cheese merch really easily with this system. Not, we could make a wine and cheese entry on Urban Dictionary, and then we could... Put put a definition in Do you and know how then? much
1: those things are going to cost. <laughs> I bet they cost no less than 20 bucks. And then for shipping, like, yeah,
0: you're right. But still, dead. and then it'll still wash dead. off immediately. Probably. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so play around with that a little bit if, yeah. you, if you feel like it. Um, but I tried to, out of all the fashion core definitions, that was probably like the least offensive one, which is why <laughs> I
1: read that one. I can imagine a lot of like specifically one slur in <laughs> a lot of the other ones. hundred percent. Um, Speaking of, the song In the Closet, do you think that has another meaning?
0: I did not clock this song at all for some reason. I I don't have any notes about it.
1: There's a song called In the Closet, and there are lyrics that say, like come out, come out, it's time to show the world he's got nothing to hide and keep talking about, like quote, unquote, a way out. Oh,
0: wow. Uh, I mean, it's not even like, I feel like that's not even secretive. It's just like. (laughs) It's just saying it. (laughs) It's very bluntly (laughs) saying it.
1: And honestly, the song has the heaviest breakdown on the record. Hang on. (laughs) It's sick right here. I think R Kelly would approve of the title but maybe not the part. <laughs> part sick.
0: <laughs> I like that part.
1: Yeah, um didn't hate the record, honestly. Not my least favorite thing I've ever listened to.
0: It's way too long. It's way <laughs> it, way too it has way too much bullshit on it. Yes. I like the good parts but like not enough to like Find them, <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, I was gonna save this for wine or cheese too, but there's a part in uh, Love in Autumn where he says, After the eulogy, and I was mm-hmm. like, Oh, the Zoolander in after, a- after, after the eulogy, <laughs> yeah, that's I nice, that's pretty funny. Um, um,
0: we uh, we were trying to figure out there's a live video of them playing Furnace Fest in 2002, oh yeah. the I year I, that this record came out. Let me try and bring it up. There's a they open this, the singer opens the set with a question and we had to i had i was listening to it a lot at home and then i got here and i was like mike i need you to help me figure out what this man is saying i've got like 80 percent of it figured out but there's this like one string of words that it's just like no matter how many times i listen to it i can't figure it out so here it is
1: And, like, no one knows what to do. They're, like, kind of clapping. The yeah, drummer starts there's, to play. like, one
0: guy clapping. So what he says is, I have a question for you all. Um, Just, or I have a question for most of you people here, which is, like, a funny way to start anyway. He says, because I am down with JC, does that make me automatically a Christian? And he goes, answer, no. I am down for JC, but I am not down for the Christianity.
1: Which is really interesting because he's like number in christianity that guy's number one with a bu- number one with a bullet it's like <laughs> yeah. him and god are up top the holy ghost is chilling up there too but like interesting to say that you're down with jesus christ but not christianity i you know it's kind of like you can't have one without the other but
0: well i'm wondering like he says it from a very like defensive position also mm-hmm. like i like he might like was he like i hear all you motherfuckers talking out there <laughs> Or, like, was there something on the internet at the time? I don't know. I would love to know more about this. So
1: It was definitely, like, at the early stages of the Christian hardcore, Christian metal phase. Yeah, that's true.
0: If you were around during the 2002 18 Divisions era and you could shed some light on this... Please hit us up.
1: And if you were at Furnace Fest, which I didn't realize existed in 2002, I thought it was a new like, throwback-y thing. But yeah. if you are at Furnace Fest 2002, give us the break. I want to hear all about it. <laughs> I
0: want to hear all about it. Give, give us Specifically a gig, these guys' set. Gig report, yeah. I'm going to look up Furnace Fest and see. It must have went on a break for a while. We
1: were on a break. <laughs>
0: um, while you're doing that, I, re- I neglected to do my, my research. Is, uh, is this
1: band emo? 18 Visions is not an emo band. 18 Visions is, of course... Hardcore and punk. <laughs> hardcore every and time. And punk. <laughs> every time somebody's <laughs> hardcore and punk.
0: I don't uh I can't find anything about the old furnace fest. But right. Sunny Day Real Estate is playing this year's. Oh no, true. Um what else we got? Uh got any weird output? Sc- scores. Oh, oh. No, no no, go yeah, ahead. I'm sorry. Well, we'll uh, website scores are all over the place for this thing. I can imagine. There's can a Hard Times article that's like that came out like two years ago and it was like 18 years later and Eight uh, vanity by eighteen vision still sucks. <laughs> well,
1: uh, all of theirs are like with a tinge of, of like joke, obviously like it's, tongue it's, in it's cheek
0: joking. But yeah, so like yeah.
1: I can see them being people that maybe like the record back then, or maybe people that hated it back then.
0: But either way, it's a good headline. Lamb Goat, not known for being nice, gave it a seven out of ten, Wow. which is pretty generous. I feel like Punk News gave it a <laughs> 0.5 out of five. It's not punk, that's for sure. Yeah. So
1: it's like, I can understand that. It'd be, it's
0: weird that it's on that website.
1: People yeah. that were like all about the Descendants record, people that were all about uh, whatever. Like
0: Dillinger 4 or something. Yeah, like would not like this shit at all, yeah. Yeah. Um, weird. As for Weird Al titles, mm-hmm. um, I guess we maybe need to explain this more often too. Because I feel like people don't know what this is too. Yeah, just like- We in, have a lot of things that we just do on the show. <laughs> yeah, we're that, speaking like, like a different may, language. We probably like- Explained it on back on episode one, right? But I like don't True. want you to go back and listen to episode one because we weren't on <laughs> our best then what
1: was episode one American football and uh Varsity, varsity blues. blues. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, was cra- so we that was probably
0: like Four years ago came up <laughs> with this then But uh my weird out so oh, yeah explaining what it is is we take a song title or something from the record and we just re- we we say this the the Weird Al version of that right. song title. It's if, if he Weird wrote Al, the
1: parody. If he were to write a parody of one of the song of this band or something in their style, what would it be called?
0: Right. Yeah. And so, and with that is or mine is uh, one hell of a bullfighter. That's good. That's fine. Okay. Instead of one hell of a prize fighter. Thank you.
1: Um, Instead of you broke like glass, I was going for a kind of like a 2022 girl boss kind of thing. Mm -hmm. You woke like yass.
0: (laughs) (laughs) How about uh, I wipe my ass? (laughs) Sure. Not quite the. And it can be about the kid from Big Daddy. I wipe my own ass. Oh, right. There you go.
1: So Weird Al could do a an 18 Vision style <laughs> mashup as an ode to the 99. I think it's from 1999. Big Daddy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that would be. That's what our that will that will that will heal our nation.
0: <laughs> what would you give this record?
1: Oh man, I don't know. Just right down the middle, two point five out of five. Wow. I I really I liked it. I liked it. You liked it. <laughs> I liked good. it way more than I was expecting to. Because again, I went in thinking this was going to be kind of like. Like J- like Captain Jack Sparrow singing for a band or something like that. <laughs> you know, like I felt like it was gonna be like Avenge Sevenfold foldy Yeah, totally. And it was it was ended up being a lot better than I thought. So yeah, two point five out of five for a pleasant surprise. Great. How about you? I'd give it a one. <laughs> okay, so two out of ten. <laughs> um carrot explain. I mean, Maybe I like a one and a But ad. Um it sounds
0: good. It's like a pretty good record, it's heavy. The good, I like I do like the parts that we've described as good, yeah. but it's not enough for me. It's not unfortunately. not So like the, there's so many bands that like do the good thing the whole time and I'll just listen to one of those. <laughs> that's fair. That's that's fair. <laughs> I don't know. I feel
1: like you're letting the uh the couple bad things in there bring down the other good cuz I feel yeah, like again, totally. I do feel like 85 to 90% of the record is like stuff that I like. Mhm. And then the other ones are just I just
0: can't deal with the clean parts. I think yeah. I could be I would be more forgiving of the instrumentals. And the other dumb shit, if it wasn't for the clean singing on every song. If there was like two songs that didn't have it at all, cool. Yeah, that's fair. Well,
1: you're going to hate this transition track, but we'll be back. Do wine, let's do wine or cheese the segment where we try to make each other guess if the quote is from the record or if it's from the movie
0: yes you didn't play the song it's 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 coming <laughs>
1: there we go <laughs> i have to literally like drag it around there's probably a better method but <laughs> i'm literally just dragging something around a, a track <laughs> so yeah is this from zoolander or is it from vanity yes so do you how many do you have three okay i also have three i think would you
0: like to go first
1: Sure. Um I'm here and I'm gonna give it my best shot. Uh Zoolander. It's Hansel's VH1 uh speech where he's like, Sting's another hero of mine. Don't really know his music, but he's still doing it, and I appreciate
0: that. <laughs> yep. Uh my first one is Come clean, you fucking junkie. I'm going to throw you away. <laughs> okay.
1: Well, I'm going to guess that's uh, 18 Visions as we discussed. I did mention earlier. Uh, so I usually shout out P-Lyrics. I had to go to Dark Lyrics for I this one. I had to one. go to
0: Dark Lyrics for this one, which is like the metal version of P-Lyrics. Same exact layout.
1: But same exact layout. So, on a, obviously, the same like, person runs it, but they put the entire record on they one page. They like an which endless nice. scroll. Love that. Love that. Um, I'm going to do this in an Owen Wilson pres- impression to try and uh, throw you off the scent. Okay. <laughs> Where do you get your inspiration? Where do you find your motivation?
0: Uh, That must be Vanity because of the rhyming. It's a little different from the song Vanity, yeah.
1: (laughs) And that was a terrible impression, by the way. It was pretty bad. But Um, you could
0: have at least given me a wow. Wow. Uh, Can't you see I'm teething? (laughs) That's from the record. (laughs) It is. Did you (laughs) you have that one too? I've seen Zoolander so many (laughs) times. It's Um, believable though, right? it's, It's definitely believable, yeah. It's from Sonic Death Monkey.
1: I hate that name. Like, even in High Fidelity, I'm like, that's the stupidest shit. Yeah.
0: Um, Although, right. like, when I was younger, we used to go to, like, a Quizzo situation. That was our team name.
1: Oh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> How about uh, Keep It Down? I can see why you're jealous now.
0: Ooh. I'm going to go with Zoolander. It's Are you trying the, to throw me off? It's from
1: The Critic. Fuck. The kind of like dancing. The critic with John Lovitz. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's from like the Fear Before kind of track. Like the dancey kind of fashion
0: track. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Maybe I can do this one in a Owen Wilson. I think you owe it to me. I tried. I I do owe it to you, but it's my longest one. Look how long it is. (laughs) Oh,
1: my God. Okay.
0: (laughs) Especially... I wasn't like every other kid, you know, who dreams about being an astronaut. I was always more interested in what bark was made out of on a tree. Richard Gere is a real hero of mine. Sting. Sting would be another person who is a hero. The music he's created over the years, I don't really listen to it, but the fact that he's making it, I respect that. I care desperately about what I do. Do I know what product I'm selling? No. Do I know what I'm doing today? No, but I'm here. And I'm gonna give it my best shot.
1: There you go. You so you had which portion, one's that from? You had a portion of my quote. I think that's um, <laughs> I think that's the VH1 speech uh, where Hansel is talking about how Sting is a whatever <laughs> yeah. the fuck I just said a second ago. Um, damn, that's a good one. <laughs> I'm glad I saved it for that. Thank you, thank you. Yeah.
0: Um, before we jump in, what you, have you been watching anything cool lately? So you mentioned this on the last episode, but I did watch on a. Uh, I watched it on a plane. Uh the only movie I watched on a on a trip uh Ghostbusters Afterlife.
1: <laughs> I did mention it in the last episode. Yeah, was it was uh any was it any good?
0: It was good. Actually, I mean it is like complete and utter fan service.
1: Is it still an all female cast?
0: <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh no, but there is a female like lead. Cool, I would say. Uh like the main character. Um it's got Slimer? Yeah, Slimer. <laughs> There's no Slimer. Um, there's a new. There's like a Slimer-esque. It's like a big one. His name is like Chomper or something. Like Barf or something. Cruncher or Chomper or something. Yeah. He like bites stuff. Um, but I quite liked it. It was it was fun. All the little um, fan service moments were pretty cool. Uh, I started watching, and by started, I've only watched one episode of Our Flag Means Death. Do you know this show? Never heard of it. It's um. It's got Reese Darby and Taika Waititi in it. Oh yeah. And yeah, it's okay. a pirate show on HBO. Um, pretty funny. I'm gonna continue watching that. Another show I started watching, uh, the new season of Barry. I've heard people
1: people on Twitter are like losing their minds over the new season of Barry. I so. watched
0: like so this morning. I watched like three episodes. I started watching season the new season's mm-hmm. first episode, and I was like, "Fuck, I don't remember what happened." So I went back and watched the last episode of season three, or is it two? I think this is three. This is three. I th- so I watched I th- the last episode know. of season two, and then I watched. Episode one and two of season three. Nice. It's great so far. I love it. That show's cool. so good. I feel like I've tried to tell you to watch it a bunch of times.
1: I've watched the first season. The bald guy oh, cool. is super funny. Oh, I yeah. love the Hank? <laughs> Maybe. I'm
0: not sure. Yeah. I, I
1: watched it like when it came out. No real the reason. The guy from just Delocated? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that, yeah. Show, that show is awesome though. Barry. Love it. Yeah. Uh, what have you been watching? Just TV mostly. No movies. Oh, well, after last Just guess, Ghostbusters.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, I watched stavros halkius live at the lodge room I would recommend that for sure Gotta I uh, watch it it's it's like under an hour it's, i mean I think he categorizes it as like you know it's, it's his hour it's like mm-hmm. comedy hour but I think it's like under an hour so you know give it give it your best shot <laughs> if you like if you like the Cumboys, you'll you'll love it um have you ever heard of uh Giuseppe makes a movie no so it's like. <laughs> not a documentary but it's a movie about a guy making a movie so it's one of the kids i also watched detroit rock city right afterwards but it's one of the guys in detroit rock city is like edward furlong i don't
0: know who that is The kid from terminator 2 is it isn't he in detroit rock city no no, uh, maybe
1: i'm not sure maybe i'm getting i don't know who edward furlong is i'm sorry wow Liam start the text thread <laughs> uh, Giuseppe makes a movie It's like one of the kids that was in that movie Basically took like a lot of his earnings from that And he's just kind of like a trashy filmmaker He just pays like homeless people People that are unhomed whatever you want to call them mm-hmm. uh, And kind of like makes movies With them and he makes okay. like A movie in like a week or whatever And it's like him and his partner and they just like throw these movies together And that's his lifestyle that's how he lives And it's really crazy Wow. Um, And I don't even know That I'd really It was hard to like
0: probably interesting Process what it was But it was interesting Like the idea Sounds interesting Exactly Um, RRR Rise Revolt Whatever Oh, I don't know Anything about this But all of a sudden I see this movie Pop up everywhere
1: It's the craziest Action movie I've ever seen It's like Larger than life, three hours. It's an Indian like, f- fictitious like Indian uprising movie about them over the British in like the forties. Wow! And these two brother, they're not brothers, but they're like basic, they're bros. They're not brothers, yeah. but they're bros. But they're <laughs> bros. And they're like fighting against each other, but then they realize they can work together because they they share like a bond. Okay, it's so sick. You should watch it.
0: You should watch it. It's on Netflix?
1: It's on Netflix. Okay. I watched that the same day I watched the Stavi special. Yeah. And I set up the projector and made like a night of it. I was like, I'm watching RRR. R, R. And then it was done. I was like, I'll watch, some, I'll watch a comedy special. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, two more things. I watched Solaris. Um, like that. It might be like Dutch original? or Austrian or something like that. Yeah. It's like a sci-fi movie from the 70s. Is it German? It's pretty heady. It's, it's like maybe Swiss.
0: You know what's funny? I've had that, the Blu-ray of this for years it's been I've around never watched it you should watch it it's i cool. have the criterion oh you should definitely I just, watch like it. never watched it
1: yeah i it's a movie that i've meant to watch for a really long time and That's finally a- got around to it it's cool it's definitely like it says russian and heady. german russian and german okay definitely sick though definitely give it a watch yeah and then lastly i watched that dangerous minds movie do you know that movie from like the 90s Where it's like a... Dangerous Minds. That sounds familiar. It's like a woman teaches at an inner city school and finds a way to connect to the youth.
0: Oh, I'm thinking of Confessions of a Dangerous Mind with Sam Rockwell. The movie's great.
1: This is based on a a book called My Posse Don't Do Homework. And it's a Don Simpson and Jerry Bruckheimer production. Mm. So, you know, give it a watch. It's like Nicole Kidman or somebody and I don't know. Okay. Okay. What's it called? Uh, It's called
0: Dangerous Minds. Dangerous Minds.
1: I feel like it was popular when it came out, but... uh, I'm going to look up the poster. I don't even know why I watch (laughs) it. I'm going to
0: look up the poster. You'll recognize
1: it immediately, I'm sure. Pretty iconic. Django Unchained. That's the one. Yeah, it's a Quentin Tarantino film. Mm. Revenge film, of course.
0: I'm typing dangerous, and Blade Runner will not stop coming up as the first (laughs) result on fucking Letterboxd. Guys, fix your shit. Dangerous Minds. Dangerous Minds. There we go. No, oh, she is. Okay. This who looks like that? a TV is it show. Is Diane Lane who is the lead? That's um fucking Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer, Catwoman, Batgirl. Yeah. Evan watched it. He said two stars for Coolio's theme and Coolio's theme only.
1: <laughs> and what did I. I had something stupid to say, I'm sure.
0: <laughs> You're just checking out the students I'm in the background. I'm looking at all the people in the background trying to see if they're anybody. They're not. I can almost guarantee they're not. Mike said thought for sure the fat guy was going to die <laughs> of lung cancer halfway through. <laughs> they allude to Woo. it quite a bit. You know, there's a it fat guy is, that keeps smoking.
1: And she keeps being like, you've you got
0: to quit smoking. It has an overwhelmingly uh, average review of three out of five. So yeah. that's
1: fine. <laughs> We're spending way too much time talking about this stupid movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, let's talk about Zoolander. <clears throat> yeah. So in fashion news, Joey introduced me to Mollusk Surf Shop. hell yeah i've placed two orders since (laughs) and i think you have two at this point i
0: have yeah i've done a couple i'm wearing a shirt of theirs and a hat of theirs currently i bought shorts a
1: shirt a hat and then i was like damn this is exactly my style so i ordered some some board shorts or like bathing suit or whatever some trunks
0: old surf guys that's us who don't surf
1: (laughs) go to go to mollusk buy all their shit they rock (laughs) um but Zoolander, yeah, um, Ben Stiller. I don't know if he wrote it, but he definitely directed it definitely and starred in it. it.
0: This is also our second, maybe third, uh, Ben Stiller directed movie. Mm. Reality bites. And was the one with him and Ed Norton directed by him as well? <laughs> Wouldn't Harry Met Sally or whatever. no? What that fucking was uh, what is that one called? Where she? Did, there's like a priest with further she's, she's, seems forever. She's we, like a girl priest. Oh, my God. I don't even know what our own show is anymore. Religion. Something about religion. Fuck.
1: (laughs) Keeping the Faith. Keeping the Faith. Did he direct that? Right. And had Dharma from Dharma and Greg.
0: Had Dharma from Dharma and Greg. I can
1: guarantee he did not direct that movie.
0: No, but you know who did? Edward Norton. Oh. The other person in the movie. That's why I was confused. That's
1: interesting. Uh, Zoolander, he is secret jacked in this movie. Yo, he's super jacked when in When they cut movie, to like the scenes of him in the mines, which are like, in New Jersey, which is what's they There are no coal mines punch. in New Jersey. It should be in fucking like Ashland. There's
0: a museum about, uh, coal mines there, but there's no coal mines there apparently. And oh. they filmed it at the museum. Okay. <laughs> so if you haven't seen Zoolander before, uh, the plot is at the end of his career, a clueless fashion model is brainwashed to kill the prime minister of Malaysia. That's right. Um, back to the coal mine thing. Mm -hmm. Um, did you like identify him in any way when he goes back to like coal mining country? Did
1: I identify him anyway?
0: Meaning identify with him?
1: Oh yeah, for sure. I love coal country. I'm from, you're from coal coal country.
0: As soon as I saw that, I was like, Ooh, those are my people. He goes back to see
1: his dad, Larry, uh, and then his brother Scrappy and Luke. Yep. Scrappy (laughs) and Luke. I mean, I
0: found us in the movie. We're Scrappy and Luke for sure. (laughs) We're, uh, judah freelander and vince vaughn yeah exactly who, like don't say anything and then his dad's john voight <laughs> god
1: yeah they're really good names besides luke scrappy and larry there's brent rufus and mikas and then there's jp pruitt Jacobim Mugatu, <laughs> katinka inka and bovanana <laughs> insane names in so this good
0: Uh, This has like the most cameos out of any movie ever.
1: Which we were talking about the last movie we just reviewed had a lot of really good cameos. This one had even more. This one has even
0: more that like people play themselves especially too. I mean you got within the first few seconds Trump shows up (laughs) which is a bummer. It's Melania's film debut. Oh that's true. (laughs) Um, You have... Fabio at the I'm not going to list Every single one That's Just fine. a few that jumped out Fabio is at the fashion awards Was this before or After he got hit by the bird <laughs> Had to be after Had to You
1: think so uh, They reference it In dude wears my car Which is before this film I'm
0: pretty sure Let's see I'm just going to Do a quick google of Fabio bird so they reference
1: it in Dude Wears My Car, but the scene got cut. And that's like 99 or 2000. This is 2001. So oh, I'm yeah. going to say it's-
0: March 30th, 1999. Fabio gets yeah. hit by a goose riding Apollo's <laughs> chariot. <laughs> a, a fine moment in our what history. What is up with like everyone else on the ride? Everyone on the ride with him is like a lady or a girl in a yeah, white dress. that's dark. We've got like 10 seats filled up. And one's Fabio, screen, the rest are all
1: these girls. Screen cap that so that we can post the photo. It's crazy.
0: Should I screen cap this? You could. It's not not cool, a bad look. Uh, it's not a good photo look. shoot from People Magazine of Fabio. <laughs> uh, so, um, okay, so this was after the bird. So he he bounced back. I yeah. guess you
1: could say <laughs> he had a sense of humor about it. Yeah. Um, in addition to being Melania Trump's film debut, it's Alexander Skarsgård's film's de- film United debut. United States'
0: debut, I believe.
1: Oh, he was in some other shit. I Probably. Saw. Got it. That makes sense. It's one of Terrence Malick's favorite films.
0: That was insane to find <laughs> out. I read that also. I was like, there's no fucking way. It's shocking.
1: <laughs> um, another cameo uh, during the walk-off where they keep going, it's a walk-off. It's a walk-off. Yeah. There's... um. That David guy Bowie. that died, yeah. That guy that like had sex with like a 14-year-old and died. <laughs> David Bowie, the star child. That's his That's his legacy now, dude.
0: There was, um, I think there was some, what was the last movie we did? Oh, uh, Adventures of Fort Fairlane? Oh, apparently there was a scene in that that was written for David Bowie, but was, oh, it was uh, Robert Englund's character. <laughs> Was apparently written for David Bowie, and then he he, like couldn't do it or something. (laughs) Sorry, the David Bowie part. Oh, this was also the first time. This is I'm gonna sound crazy for this. This is the first time I've ever noticed that David Bowie has two different color eyes. Oh, I didn't know that. And two different, like his one eye has a bigger pupil than the other two. (laughs) It's wild. Look up David Bowie eyes. No, I know this is like a thing people that listen to him probably know, but I don't know shit about David Bowie.
1: David Bowie eyes.
0: We'll post a zoom in of them. But one of
1: Bowie's most unique traits and still is, not anymore, he's unfortunately passed away, <laughs> uh, is the difference between his eyes. At first glance, it appeared his two eyes were different colors, but upon closer inspection, his pupils were actually two different sizes. This condition is called anisoceria, anasco- and it's not as uncommon as you might think.
0: <laughs> oh, no shit. That's from
1: allabouteyes.com.
0: Um, the walk-off scene is pretty <clears throat> iconic and really funny up until the end. I feel like the uh, underwear ripping part is like stupid
1: it's so stupid and then it, but then it cuts to like one of the best scenes where it's like them in the hideout and everything is like why are you being so messed up
0: <laughs> oh yeah that's, that part's good uh a lot of their back and forth i feel like was kind of must have been ad-libbed to some degree uh, for sure there's a lot of moments obviously like everything will Ferrell says feels ad-libbed yeah but uh, i uh
1: we watched this in jake's backyard recently we just like all went over to his house and they were going to like have a little movie night and we didn't know what to watch. And so I just made the executive call to put on Zoolander. And it's, I think it's one of the funniest movies in the world. Like we were all cracking up the scene where <laughs> she's trying to get Zoolander on the phone and she's talking to Owen oh, Wilson. He's just like, yeah, he doesn't have it. No, nah, he gave it to me. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> after he was like, after they have the whole conversation about it's just, I don't know. That's in yeah. context, it's much funnier. That's but, pretty
0: good. Yeah. Um. I mean, this, this is just full of like memorable moments so it's hard to talk about it without being like oh in the scene with blah blah yeah but um he uh oh i did have another question for you okay so you love bob dylan i do where do you stand on jacob dylan i like jacob dylan there's the part where um he like leaves the vh1 awards and he's sad because he didn't get the award he he made a fool who am
1: i and his reflection says I don't know. And there's like
0: <laughs> Wallflowers or Jacob Dylan playing in yeah. the song's like I started a joke or is that how got it the starts whole, off. started
1: a whole world laughing.
0: There you go. I know that song. And uh I was like, I wonder if Mike cares about Jacob Dylan at all. As
1: a matter of fact, I do. I respect Jacob Dylan for any time his dad's brought up in like interviews, he's like, We're not the interview's over, we're not talking about my dad. He like t- he tries Ooh. to break away and be like not I that, like he has that. he's like with I'm my own I'm my own
0: artist. He's like, Yeah, he's like, Don't right. bring up
1: my fucking dad. He's like, You all know who he is. But uh Wallflowers are sick. Jacob Dylan had a cool Folk like solo album, I feel like in like two thousand eight, maybe.
0: I always thought he kind of looked cool.
1: He does look very cool. I
0: remember when the Wallflowers were popping off. I was kind of like, this dude looks like Trent from Daria. If
1: yeah, honestly, they both have very prominent Adam's apples in my mind.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But like less edgy, I guess. Less
1: edgy, more like kind of like Zoolander (laughs) when he when he has the (laughs) black lung and he's like coughing when he does little. (laughs) yeah <laughs> like he has that kind of vibe about him but in a cool he has way. like a stiller vibe he does a have a stiller yeah they i guess they're jewish oh <laughs> i have to cut this <laughs> um no so those are just facts they're, they're jewish that's fine <laughs> I mean, actually you know what bob converted to christianity so maybe jacob is christian oh so I maybe like Bob, 18 visions. I always thought
0: Bob was down with J.C., but not with the Christianity. He might have renounced it. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, ben Stiller has like his whole fucking family in this. His he does. His dad's in this. His Mari, His, his, his wife mom. is in this. His mom is in this. And his sister, maybe? Could be. Yeah. I, I don't
1: know much about his sister. I know his mom and dad for sure. I yeah. I know his wife, Marsha Brady. Marsha Brady. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was filmed pre-9-11 and came out like two weeks after 9-11. Rough. So I remember like, as we were watching it, I was like, this was like a 2001 movie. Was this before 9-11? Like, I, I kept oh, looking. Oh, man. I haven't, asked
0: about, I haven't made the comparison to when <laughs> these things come out versus 9-11 in a long time, but this, this is, is the
1: one. The closest one. Bob Dylan released an album on 9-11, too, which is a funny little connection there. T- um, tough act to follow. Tough act to follow. But no, there's a scene of them like giving the you googly in front of the New York city skyline and you don't see the tower. So I remember they, being like, they
0: like blur it out or something. They
1: like must digitally remove it or something. Well, but apparently
0: yeah. there's like one shot where they forgot to, and you can see them for like a split second. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But there was another thing where they like obscured it and then they removed it entirely in another scene. Crazy. Yeah. Um. They did are, some quick work then.
1: Yeah. I guess they kind of
0: had to, it was like a big, <laughs> pretty big deal. two weeks. Yeah. In two weeks they did that and released the movie.
1: Are you familiar with the 2016 UK animated series of Zoolander? I've never heard of this.
0: Oh, I've I'm never heard of this. Very curious. I've also never seen the sequel. Have you? I've not seen the sequel. I was going to watch it as like extra credit, but then I was like, <laughs> I don't care.
1: Yeah. I think it's probably up there with like Joe Dirt, Beautiful Loser or whatever it's called. Where oh, they, yeah. They, they came out like 20 years after the fact and there's no reason for it, it to did happen. It didn't need to come out and yeah. I
0: definitely don't need to see it. No.
1: Um, are you familiar with... Brett Easton Ellis, the, the writer. He wrote, uh, like, uh, Rules of Attraction in Less Than Zero. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He wrote a book called Glamorama in, like, 96 or something like that. And it's literally the plot of this movie. It's, like... Whoa. It's, it's a washed-up supermodel is, is like, pulled into a terrorist ring and used and brainwashed to kill a prime minister. <laughs> so there's a lawsuit where Brett Easton Ellis was, like, give me money, dude. Like, come on. Did they That's, settle out
0: of court or something? Yeah, they did. But wow. it's, it's literally, like,
1: it's... I've read the book and it's very different, obviously in tone and everything. Sure. And the book's great. It's like maybe one of his best books. Way more books. serious. Way more serious, but still kind of goofy because it's like fashion. So they go to so like all the vanity, silly shit. Yeah, and It's like literally the plot of the movie, which is kind of crazy.
0: One thing uh, I really like about uh, Zoolander's dialogue is he says the word whack a lot. <laughs> yeah. My favorite one is when uh, Matilda shows up. I was whack. He <laughs> goes, what do you have in a whack attack? <laughs> yeah. That's pretty funny, dude. Oh, back to the walk-off scene. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I yeah. almost cried laughing when Hansel says, I'm going monk. Oh dude, that's
1: <laughs> That part got me too. When we were watching the backyard, I was just like, Oh I don't know no, know why it got me the way he's it did. Going, he's going monk. <laughs> uh,
0: he goes, I'm going monk. <laughs>
1: So good. I think I already mentioned this too with the when he looks in the when he's like w- loses and walks out and like looks at his reflection and says who am I? His reflection says I don't know and he <laughs> just goes hmm I have a lot of things to ponder. <laughs>
0: it's like so I wrote, stupid. I have a lot of things to ponder too. It's really good, dude. Uh, also, going monk. I think the Mugatu propaganda video about child labor is like the best part of the movie. It's okay. like on some Tim and Eric type shit yeah. in a way. Because he like changes the tone of his voice into the tone of his voice. <laughs> yeah, and it's like edited really weird and crazy. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he's at the day spa, the D-A-I-Y-E spa for five days.
0: Uh, When they're in the... Graveyard, someone's grave says Darrier Extraordinaire. Ooh. Which that's pretty good. <laughs> that's
1: pretty good. Um there's a pretty funny scene. Well, we're just doing the, the funny scene part, I guess. But it's wh- fine. when he's everybody's what, seen it. When Mari ballstein says, What do we do when we fall off the horse? And Derek's winner's like, Fall off the horse. He's like, We get <laughs> back on, he just goes, Sorry, Mari, I'm not a gymnast. <laughs> 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 so funny.
0: Um then there's an unfortunate scene with Mari, where he grabs the girl's ass. Oh yeah. And he says like tushy time or something. Oh boy. In a movie with Donald Trump doesn't age well. Hey, (laughs) at least he didn't grab her by the other one. (laughs) True. Um, I did, there was something I read that I didn't know until now. Owen Wilson was wearing a wig. Hmm. I oh (laughs) Maybe I'm a fool, but I always thought that was his real hair. I, was be, filming, I would believe it either way. He was filming behind enemy lines at the same time where he had Ooh, short hair.
1: I kind of love that movie too. I don't, I don't think, think that I movie is pretty well it. received, but I saw
0: it like uh, at the beach or something when it was raining maybe
1: when I was younger, and I was like, damn, I could get down with this. I could, S- I could
0: be in war. Speaking of roles that were originally written for someone else, did you see this? That Mugatu... Was originally written for Andy Dick. I would love that dude. I would fucking hate
1: that. Are Andy you kidding Dick, me?
0: Andy Dick rocks, dude. Andy Dick show this. is one of
1: the yes. He plays the, the masseuse
0: Olga. Um, that he keeps doing
1: that weird thing where his like his wieners moving around. He's like I waving the
0: reeds at it, trying to get it to stop. I don't, I don't know. know, dude. Um, this would be a very. I feel like this is looked upon as like one of Will Ferrell's like best roles, though. I feel like that would. I don't think change a, a lot for him.
1: I guess I don't know. In my mind, it's definitely more of like a an Owen Wilson Ben Stiller forward movie, and and uh, Will Ferrell's like a secondary character. But totally, you're, but, but you're probably right. But
0: he has like iconic lines. Like I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. I feel like that line yeah. was like a cultural thing that people <laughs> yeah. said a lot. I definitely feel like
1: for me, it's probably his funniest. I don't really like him as a star. I don't think he's his sense of humor is my favorite as a so star, like, as a lead. Someone else writing his stuff for him and him acting and just being really silly is pretty Mm -hmm. good, but yeah. Um, I don't like when he says that her voice was a mix of Fergie and Jesus and all those stupid words. I'm like, all right. They are just doing kind of like, not shock humor, but like stupid reference shit. There's a lot of
0: uh, dead references in this movie to like things that are no longer around like VH1, (laughs) Zip Zip Disc, Saying Whack, uh, the E! Network, and when they're on... When uh, Matilda, oh, Ma- I Matil? think, is on the computer, she's using excite.com. Ooh.
1: Is it okay if I call you Matil? <laughs> <laughs>
0: also, the yo-yo
1: tricks were done by a man named Steve Brown. I saw that.
0: Was he like a renowned yo-yo I guess it's just,
1: just a yo-yo guy. But, oh, know. I
0: think I read this, and it said he worked for Duncan. Oh, that Maybe. makes sense. He so, was like a Duncan employee.
1: <laughs> that's sick. It's just like, sorry guys, got to take the week off to do some stunts for Owen Wilson. Yeah, I yeah. know. Pretty cool. <laughs> um, what What is your favorite look of the four? Magnum, Ferrari, Latigra, or Blue Steel?
0: I think I like uh, Magnum. Yeah,
1: well, I mean, don't we all? <laughs> it saved the life. He turned left. He saved the life of a foreign dignitary. <laughs> um, I'm pretty much out of things to say, but other than this movie fucking rocks. Oh, who plays the DJ? <laughs> oh, it's uh, Jennifer Aniston's ex-husband. Yeah, Justin, Justin Theroux. Theroux. Yeah. I,
0: I was shocked to find that out because I never looked it up before. <laughs> yeah. Or I guess when I first saw this movie, I didn't really know who he was. It's a very who he weird detail, yeah. Yeah. Um, he's an American
1: he's, psycho for the Brady Snell- Ellis tie-in. Again.
0: He's in the second one, too, as the DJ again, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> <Why> <laughs> Which is not? crazy. Why not? Um
1: is the sequel are like Owen Wilson and then still like, is it the same crew?
0: I think there's like the same crew plus new people, but yeah. I don't think, um, Matilda's in it or she is, she's in it for like a second. Maybe they kill her off. Like Elizabeth was a fembot style or something. Elizabeth Hurley was a fembot style. Okay. <laughs> um, but cause there's like a new girl on the cover. Okay. Um, Mila
1: Jovovich re, re uh, Reprises. reprises. her role as Katinka Inka and Bovina. Na 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 Na." Okay. Christine Taylor's in it. Justin Theroux's in it. Kyle Mooney's in it.
0: Yeah, there were some oddball people I was like, wow.
1: Billy Zane. He's a, You should listen as to your friend, Billy Zane. He's a cool guy. <laughs> he's back in it. Um, but then you get Sting, John Daly, Benedict Cumberbatch, Kristen Wiig, Fred Armisen, Penelope Cruz. A, a lot l- of like, SNL folk. A lot more cameos, too. Dang. Yeah.
0: Crazy. Weird. Yeah. Um, the only two... Iconic scenes we didn't touch on is the obviously the gas station, oh, arch Frappuccino right. scene. The freak gasoline fight accident. The freak gasoline fight accident. And oh, here's
1: something. Do you remember the band It Dies Today? They kind of sound like 18 Visions a little bit. They have a song. Called, I know of them. They have a song called Freak Gasoline Fight Accident.
0: Okay, <laughs> cool. Um, and then the computer scene where they're smashing the computer like 2001: A Space Odyssey <laughs> yeah. style. They're in the computer. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I remember wanting one of those IMAX so fucking badly.
1: Yeah, we had them as a, at a... I worked on the high school newspaper. We had them as like the, the main workstations, and they were really old by the time that I got to use them, but mm-hmm. they seemed like they would have been cool. Yeah, we the had them
0: in our library at school, and I wanted one so bad, <laughs> but I never got one. Um, Sorry,
1: dude. I'll buy you one now if you want. That's all I got. Yeah, that's kind of all I got. I think I just accidentally took a screen cap of something.
0: Whoops. Zoolander holds up.
1: Yeah, I love it, dude. I think it's one of the funniest movies. What's your rating? Ten out of ten. Five out of five.
0: Wow. Yeah, mine's three out of five, which is a slap in the face. <laughs> it's not <laughs> a slap in the face.
1: Well, if I go back and listen to other movies that you've rated three out of five, I bet you'd be. I bet you'd be changing your tone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I maybe. If, yeah. I don't know. I've, I it's rate okay. everything on an individual basis, not a grand scheme. You know? Okay,
1: right. You're not a guy with a plan.
0: Yeah, I don't. <laughs> You're not a schemer. More, more so, I don't remember what I've rated any other movie ever. That's fair. <laughs> I also, you, I throw out threes all the time on Letterboxd, especially threes and threes and threes and a half is what I was going to say. Okay. Let's see. The last movie I rated a three, Jacob's Ladder. See, one of those movies is clearly better than the other yeah, that's true. Zoolander's definitely better than Jacob's Ladder. Just say, And The Mummy. I would say I like The Mummy more than Zoolander, though. So your scale is faulty at best. It's skewed. And The Muppets Take
1: Manhattan, <laughs> another three. Have we talked about The Muppets Take Van- Manhattan versus Jason Takes Manhattan? Which one? <laughs> which one's the origin? Is one based on the other?
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not going to keep doing this. But that's fine. Big Daddy, another three.
1: Okay, wait, uh, can we check what year that came out? 99 all right there we go there you go so when weird Al writes that song about big daddy <laughs> i peed my pants or whatever <laughs> just remember he's going way back i wipe my own ass he, right he's going back twenty twenty three 23 years <laughs> in time to bring us back to new york city in 99
0: in the style
1: of in the style 18 of 18 Visions. Visions. perfect um all right so we'll split the difference and say it's a four out of five sure okay that's fine i can live with that okay i can live with that too nice um, I don't think we have anything planned for the next episode But I think we're going to try and get a guest again soon Yeah like It's like high time we do that
0: Yes, I agree
1: <clears throat> Would you like to choose the song to, p- to play us out? We've got either Fashion Show or The Critic It feels appropriate to be Fashion Show Okay, sure, to <laughs> <show, laughs> the Fashion Show All right, thank you guys for listening <laughs>